Let's enjoy today's message by Sam Adiemi. All right, let's share from God's word. 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 1 to 6, New Living Translation. 1 Kings 17, 1 to 6, New Living Translation. Now Elijah, who was from Tishbe in Gilead, told King Ahab, As surely as the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, the God I serve, there will be no dew or rain during the next few years until I give the word. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go to the east and hide by Kerit Brook, near where it enters the Jordan River. Drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring you, for I have commanded them to bring you food. So Elijah did as the Lord told him and camped beside Kerit Brook, east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat each morning and evening, and he drank from the brook. We're sharing on obedience, key to manifestation. Obedience, key to manifestation. I find it amazing that the Holy Spirit holds up Elijah, an Old Testament personality, as the model for prayer in the New Testament. It's amazing <laughs> that he would go into the Old Testament and pick someone and hold him up as a model for us of prayer in the New Testament. Because when you read James 5, 17 and 18, the Bible tells us that Elijah was a man like we are. He had a constitution, he had a nature, he had affections like us, and he prayed. Rain did not fall for three and a half years. And then he prayed again, and then rain fell. So, <laughs> we, we, you know, held up Elijah, or, or the Holy Spirit held up Elijah for us as a model, as we went through Operation Push, from 1 Kings 18, verses 41 to 46. But today, I want to draw our attention to two things about Elijah. Two things. Because it's, it's not just that he prayed. It's the fact that he saw results. And in the name of Jesus Christ, you're going to see results. You will see powerful results in the name of Jesus Christ. In fact, I should remind you that Elijah did not do what he did, holding up the rain, you know, just, just to show that he had power. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> he was carrying out God's attention to, to draw a whole nation to God. So I am prophesying in the mighty name of Jesus that what God will do through your life will affect a city. What God will do through your life will transform a nation in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The first thing. I want to draw attention to is the fact that Elijah had a rich relationship with God. Elijah had a real and rich relationship with God. I want to draw attention to what he said, you know. Um, it says that Elijah, who was, who was from Tishbe in Gilead, told Ahab, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, the God I serve. Isn't that amazing? So he's the God of everybody. But Elijah quickly puts in there that 
there is a personal dimension to it. There's a personal relationship there. You know, uh, if we read only James chapter 5, verses 17 and 18, which is just a summary, <laughs> you know, it, of something that happened over a span of uh, some years, uh, the idea is like, you know, these guys just showed up like a clap of thunder. And truly, when you, when you read 1 Kings 17, that is what it suggests. No pedigree, no preambles, nothing. The guy just shows up. There will be no rain, you know. But no, it's not like that. Whatever is recorded was preceded by years of working with God, of cultivating a relationship with God. And, and I wanted to draw our attention to that. Obviously, hearing from God was a constant for Elijah. Interacting with God was a constant for Elijah. I'm glad that in the summary, in James chapter 5, verses 17 and 18, attention is drawn to prayer or the emphasis is put on the prayer. I'll be honest with you, though, to say that I've been hearing of, uh, messages from that passage since, you know, since I was a young Christian, you know, over the last few decades. And when you hear the prayer, you know, it's the mechanics that come to your mind. It, you know, it, it's the activity of prayer that comes to your mind. But the more I look closely at Elijah's uh, story, the more I realize this was not about mechanics. This was about a relationship. This was about a relationship. This was not the first time this guy was hearing from God. Prayer for Elijah was not a formula for using God to achieve his own desires, his own plans. Okay? It's not that it just occurred to him, you know, to show these people who I am, you know. It, it, prayer was not a formula for proving anything to anybody. You find out it was actually in the process of his interaction with God that he discovered God's mind. The stopping of the rain was God's idea. The release of the rain was God's idea. Elijah's prayer was not mechanical. It was a relationship. And then what God said was what Elijah came out and said. Because prayer is a dialogue with God. Prayer is communication with God. Prayer is, is a communication with your father. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Prayer is father and children communication. And honestly, if you don't pay attention, you're going to miss that. As you hear about prayer, as you see people praying, the, the tendency to miss that is very high. Let me ask you two questions. As you were growing up as a child, did you talk to your father the way you talk to God now? Very important question. It's personal. The answer is between you and God. But it's an important question. The way you pray now, that's what I mean. 
the way you pray, when you're talking to God now, the way you pray, did you talk to your earthly father like that? Or do you talk to your earthly father like that? If the answer is no, then there's a discrepancy somewhere. Something is missing somewhere. Because if in prayer you shout, right now, the question is, do you shout to your earthly father like that? Sorry, right? I may seem to be shaking tables today, but it's okay, right? <laughs> if the table is not standing well for us to knock the leg back, you know, correctly. Prayer is communication. As much as we see the Bible talking about Elijah and him praying, honestly, if I try to picture the way Elijah was praying, I'm not sure the picture I get is the picture I get today for most of the prayers that we do, Right? And the Bible says that he prayed earnestly that it, should not, that it should rain. And he rained. And that earnestly was when he was on Mount Carmel. And you try to picture, just read that passage in 1 Kings 18. Try to picture how Elijah prayed that earnest prayer. What was the earnestness about? The second question I'd like to ask you. If someone is not interested in building a relationship with you, but they only talk to you whenever they need something from you, does it leave you with a good feeling? The person doesn't show up, doesn't call you, doesn't check on you, okay? <laughs> the person is not, you know, interested in your well-being, maybe. But then anytime you hear something from the person, and it's passionate, and it's insistent, and they want to communicate to you, it's because they want to take something from you. Does it leave you with a good feeling? So if we're not careful, that's what prayer becomes. A magic wand. Something we use to manipulate God or to get God to do what we want done per time. Especially the fact that it is focused on getting Focus on getting a car and getting a house and getting a job and getting this and getting that. Now, don't misunderstand me. You read the Bible. God wants us to have all of those things. He, he, he gives us richly all things to enjoy. 1 Timothy 6.17. God wants us blessed. God wants us prosperous. But I'll tell you one thing. That God wants more than all of those things. A relationship with you. God wants to hang out. And as you read the Bible, that's what you, that's the impression you get of the Garden of Eden, isn't it? Hanging out. <laughs> Hanging out. Okay? Let's talk. It's a relationship. It's a relationship. Everything else grows out of that relationship. Everything else. All the miracles grow out of that relationship. You know, I've told the story before of how many years ago, I, I you know, I broke down. <laughs> I was working too hard, you know, going from event to event, and then broke down. Uh, my health broke down. And for the first time in a long time, I landed in the hospital, you know. At least, in fact, for the first time since I knew myself as a human being, I landed in the hospital, you know. They start members' hospital. They gave me some injections that I will never forget. I think one of them is called procaine or something like that. When they give you 
your leg would be paralyzed for 30 minutes. <coughs> okay, so when I got through that, and I just took some time to chill, so and I, I, and I drove, you know, to the redemption camp on the Lagos Ibadan Expressway to pray. I, I packed my car under a tree, and as I sat out there praying, you know, meditating, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me. It looks like this tree is smarter than you are. I said, oh, what? <laughs> he said, yeah. You know, he said, Yo, why are you working so hard to the point of breaking down your health? He said, have you ever been under a tree only to hear the tree groaning to push the fruit out? Oh, I said, no, 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 no. He said, exactly. He said, the tree just stays in one place, right? It sucks the nutrients and the water. And then he said, at the appropriate time, in the right season, the fruit comes out. So he said, look at John 15. I am the vine. You're just a branch. It is what flows from me to you that causes the fruit to come out. Stop envying other people's results. Okay? He said, because the thing that flows from the tree or the trunk into the vine or the branch, you don't see it outside. It flows inside. I say, oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so what flows from you to me? He oh, it's there in the passage. If my words abide in you, you will bear much fruit. I say, oh, oh, wow, thank you. You say, yeah, it's the revelation that flows from me to you that causes the fruit to come out of you. Thank you, Jesus. Then you're working too hard. <laughs> so... When we learn to, to hang out with God, hang out with God, build a relationship with God, enjoy it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Powerful things come true. Powerful things come true. Thank you, Jesus. Elijah had a relationship with God. Okay? I have a feeling that religion is going to fail a lot of people as we move into or move through the massive seasons of uncertainty and disruptions that are happening in the world now, and there are more coming ahead. If you don't develop your root deep in God, the storms are going to bend you or break you. My challenge to us, a relationship. Cultivate a personal relationship with God. So Operation Push continues. It continues in your heart. We are the temple of God. Talking to God now is not complex anymore. It's in there. You can talk to God without us even hearing your voice. Amen. Hallelujah. Keep the fire burning in your personal prayer life. Communicate with God daily. The second thing I observe about Elijah is that he did whatever God told him to do per time. That's powerful. 1 Kings 17 verse 5, New Living Translation. So Elijah did as the Lord told him and camped beside Kerit Brook east of the Jordan. He did as the Lord told him. You need to pick that out. <laughs> you need to pick that out. Move further down to verse 8. New Living Translation, verses 8 to 10. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the village of Zarephath, near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. So he went to Zarephath. That's it. As he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks and he asked her, would you please bring me a little water in a cup? He went to Zarephath. 
Hey, God told him, go to Zarephath. He went to Zarephath. So this is the really big issue. If we're going to see the powerful manifestations that God has released and is releasing over the next few days, weeks, months, years, decades, it's going to be a big question. Will you do what God tells you to do? Obedience is going to be the key to our breakthrough. See? It ties into the first point. First observation about Elijah. That's why I emphasize so much on that. If you really love someone, you will do everything possible to please them. Sometimes sacrificially. Sometimes even when they're not convenient. John 14 verse 15, Jesus said, If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, obey my commandments. John 14, 15, New Living Translation, verse 16, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. And he was talking about the Holy Spirit. Can you see that? Divine empowerment, anointing of the Holy Spirit, gifts of the Spirit, grace, God will release to the person that will execute. It is not the hearer of the word that is blessed. It is the doer of it. James 2, 22, 23. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This is the summary of what I'm trying to say. The manifestation of the big shifts that God has provided for us now is going to depend on our obedience. Going forward, it's going to depend on our obedience. God is happy to share his plans with those he knows will carry out those plans. <laughs> he said something about Abraham, Genesis 18, verses 17 and 18. New Living Translation, Genesis 18. Should I hide my plan from Abraham? The Lord asked. For Abraham will certainly become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. Should I hide my plans from Abraham? <laughs> I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that in our generation, you will be the one God is sharing secrets with. In the name of Jesus, you and God in partnership will shape destinies. You will shape the destinies of families, the destinies of organizations, the destinies of nations in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. There's a reason God arrested Saul of Tarsus or Paul, <laughs> the apostle, on the road to Damascus. There's a reason why. God knew his makeup. God knew he would execute. You know him. At the risk of his life, if necessary, that Paul would execute. God knew. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me refer back to what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 10, New Living Translation. 1 Corinthians 15 10. But whatever I am now, it is all because God poured out his special favor on me and not without results. For I have worked harder than any of the other apostles. Yet it was not I, but God who was working through me by his grace. Some of the instructions that God is going to be releasing to us to create the manifestation of the destinies, the plans, that he has for us and our spheres of influence, they're going to be heavy duty, heavy duty instructions that will also require heavy duty obedience. 
Thank you, Jesus. Creating factories is hard work. <laughs> and some people are going to build factories in the name of Jesus Christ. Paul the Apostle said, I worked harder than them all. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, he said the grace was not without result. You know, in the New King James Version, it says the grace was not in vain. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that the anointing of God will not be wasted in your life. Creating factories is work. Winning an election is work. Building a family is work. <laughs> yes, 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 I'm speaking to you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you, you, <laughs> what are you waiting for? God said you should tell the person that you want to marry them, right? And you're busy looking around using physical uh, parameters to assess. There are things you will not assess until you obey. Obedience, it's hard work. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Building a family is hard work. Receive grace in the name of Jesus Christ. I prophesy that as you take courage and obey God, as you love God, and you want to see the fulfillment of his plans and purposes on this planet. And because you love God, you love people too. Satan is going crazy now, right? He's going crazy. He's, he's going to move nations against nations, you know, at war. Okay? In war, okay, you're going to have earthquakes. You're going to have famines. You're going to have pestilences. You know, people are going to be subjected to, to, to suffering just for nothing. Just because of people's ego. People are going to abuse leadership. Okay, positions and power. While all of that is going on, God will be doing his own work. He needs people to partner with. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy, you will be God's partner. I pray in Jesus' name that your prayer life will be sweet. Remember what Jesus said in John 5, 19 and 20? The son can do nothing by himself but what he sees the father doing. Say, for the father loves the son and shows him whatever himself is doing. That's the height of what we're describing. That's the height of the prayer experience. That you're fellowshipping with God and He's showing you things. He's giving you ideas, creative ideas. You literally see miracles in your imagination. And what you see in your imagination is happening in real life. That's where we're coming. Come on. That's where we're coming. And listen to me. I'm not talking only about what happens inside a church service. Oh, no, 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 no. The church service for us in this Christian Center is a leadership conference. In fact, in any church, that's how Jesus designed for it to be. The real deal is what happens when we go outside. It's what happens at the workplace, at the marketplace. It's what happens, yes, in government, happens in businesses, happens in non-profits, what happens in the community. That's the real deal. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that your fellowship with God will be sweet that your eyes will be opened, that you will get video clips of miracles in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare you are anointed a terror to the devil. Every step that you take in obedience to God will destroy the works of the devil in people's lives in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Your results will be beyond the capacity of your effort. Grace will show in your life from now. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will attract resources you never attracted in your life before in the mighty name of Jesus. You will produce results you never produced in your life before 
in the name of Jesus Christ. God's grace will be evident in your life. If you believe that, say powerful amen. One prayer point before I go. Just say, Lord, in Jesus' name, I receive grace for execution. Lord, deepen my relationship with you, and I receive grace for execution. When you ask me to say something to the whole nation, I receive courage to say it. <laughs> Elijah spoke to the king, Ahab, spoke to the whole nation, spoke to the prophets of Baal. Lord, in Jesus' name, I receive grace to say what you want me to say, to do what you want me to do, to go where you want me to go in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, Lord God of heaven, we declare here today that the most valuable, valuable asset we have on this planet is you. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, help us to know you more, to love you more, <laughs> to cultivate our relationship with you more, to enjoy your presence more, and to hear your voice more in the mighty name of Jesus. Everything that is positioned today as a distraction from our relationship with you, we bury them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We remove them from our lives in the name of Jesus. Our eyes would be focused on you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. I pray for the person, Heavenly Father, that is a part of this service who says, but my relationship with God is not okay. How can I get close to God? Every human being is born a sinner, and the Bible says it's our sin that separates us from God. Lord, we thank you because you sent Jesus Christ to die for us on the cross. He died already, paid the price. And once we ask you to forgive us, then now we can be close with our sins forgiven. I thank you for everyone that is a part of this service, wherever they may be, that wants to receive forgiveness of sins right now and I thank you because you're forgiving them in the name of Jesus. If you're that honest person, I, as I continue with the prayer, can you just put your hand on your heart? You may be at any of our physical locations, you may be online watching on TV, can you put your hand on your heart and say this prayer after me? Dear God, I thank you, I love you and I ask you to forgive me because of Jesus Christ. Thank you Lord for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for everyone that said that prayer. And thank you. Thank you, mighty God, because right now we know the nature of sin is removed from them and the Holy Spirit has put your own nature in them. Heavenly Father, teach them to know you personally. That's all we pray because it will change their lives in Jesus' name.